Sachem Daf Nun Gimel. Today's email comes from Sam G from Maryland. I'm going to skip here because we have a very long daf, but he says, You are also entertaining, and I find myself laughing out loud at your banter with the guys in the room and on Zoom. Now I know why Rabbi would open up each year with a joke. It goes on and on. Sam G from Silver Spring, Maryland. Thank you, Sam. Yesterday we were discussing Biur Peirai Shemitah, and that is, if there are no longer any fruit of that particular species in the field, then you must be mevar that fruit from your house. So let's say there are no more apples in the, on the apple trees outside. You take the apples out of your house. Either you destroy them or you mafter them. The Gemara gives us a list of different fruit that go by different places. For instance, grapes go by the place called Eichel. When there are no more grapes in Eichel, that means take the grapes out of your house. Or, if there are grapes somewhere else, you could rely on those grapes. Olives go by a place called Tekaya, Rabbi Leza says, by a place called Gush Cholov. And that is, if a poor person comes along and he's searching for olives and he can't even find a Reva Akav, which is approximately six eggs worth, take it out of your house. Dried figs, a place called Beisini, Rabbi Yudha argues, he says, no, Beisini is only regard that there's a Chiyuv Meiser on those figs, but not for Shemitah. Dates, there's a place called Tsoyar, they have a lot of dates, that's on the bottom of Eretz Yisrael. Even dates that are trapped in the thorns are considered dates on the tree. Shemgamalil argues, he says, if they're trapped in the thorns, animals can't get to them, they're not considered dates on the tree. The problem is that the Braisa, rather than giving us a name of a place, gives us a time. Grapes until Pesach, olives until Shavuos, dried figs till Hanukkah, and dates till Purim. And Rabbi Yechner flips it around, dates until Hanukkah, dried figs till Purim. Regardless, it's not by, based on a place, it's based on a time. So the Gemara says, either the time and the place are identical. In other words, let's say, for instance, Pesach and the place called Eichel. Eichel no longer has grapes by Pesach. Or it's one or the other. Whatever is later, you can rely on that. Rashimim Leal gives us a, a simon for each place, for a mountain, for a valley, for the plains. I think Mara says each simon is to tell us that if you're selling a mountain, you're selling a valley, it has to have one of these things. So, he says the simon for a mountain are gallnuts. So if you don't have gallnuts and you sold a mountain without a gallnut tree, it's not a good sale. And when it comes to the valley, it has to have palm trees. Or the pshat is, we know that Bikurim, to give the first of the fruit, is only from the Shivas Haminim. Not only that, the Shivas Haminim have to show the beauty of Eretz Yisrael. And if you have a palm tree on a mountain, it doesn't grow well. You don't give Bikurim from such a tree. It has to be growing in the valley. And when it comes to wheat and barley, it's the exact opposite. Wheat and barley that grow in the valley, they're not very good because they get saturated with water and they get ruined. So you don't give Bikurim from that. If you're selling a stream, it has to have reeds, or it's going for Egla Rufa, you find a body, you bring a cow, you chop the head, there must be reeds there. And on the, on the plains, they must have sycamore trees, otherwise it's not a good sale, and that's the end of the Simanim. The Mishnah tells us, we're continuing with Minhagi HaMakad, what are you allowed to sell in terms of animals to a non-Jew? You're allowed to sell a goat and a sheep, if that's your minute in your place. But according to everybody, you cannot sell a larger animal like a cow, a horse. Not only that, you can't sell a small cow, a calf. You can't sell a small donkey. You can't sell a broken cow. In other words, a balmum. Rebuda says, a balmum you could sell, and Ben Betzer says you could sell a horse. Now there's a very interesting minog, and that applies to today, and that is, some people are not to eat anything roasted when it comes to meat, or even chicken, the Mishnah Guru says, at the Lela Seder, because it resembles the carbon Pesach, it seems like you're eating kachin outside of the Beis Hamikdash. What's amazing is that Rav says that if a person says, Basar Ze Pesach, 
Lepesach, with a lamed. This should be for Pesach. It could be confused that you're trying to make a carbon Pesach. And even in today's day and age, you're not allowed to say those words. Let's buy some meat from the store for Pesach is Asr. And as a matter of fact, the Bach says that if you say so, the meat is Asr Bahana Kazmanazeh. When it comes to wheat, you could say that Lashan, what people do, and I heard in England they say, Basrazeh Al Pesach. So even in the Heksha, it doesn't say Kasher Le Pesach, it says Kasher Al Pesach. Wheat, you could say Le Pesach, because people understand you're trying to keep it for Pesach, until Pesach. According to everybody, you're not allowed to roast a goat, Mikulas. Mikulas means with the innards, the kishkas, on the outside, like they did for the carbon Pesach, because that's exactly how they did carbon Pesach. Even, even if you don't say anything, you don't say the word Pesach, it's also. However, if you just roast a regular goat, goat, with the innards, not on the outside of it, it depends. If you say specifically this is for Pesach, it's Asr. If you don't say so, then it depends on the Minigamach. The Gemara tells us, Taidas, who is a chash of a person, he instituted in Rome that people should make a goat Mikulas. And Chacham said, if you weren't Taidas, as we're going to see, he's a Tamil Chacham, we will put you in Cheren. How do we know he's a Tamil Chacham? The Gemara says, because he made a whole Tavachimer. He said, how did Mishol Hanani Nazaria know to throw themselves in the Kipshana Eish of Nebuchadnezzar? To give themselves up uh, on Kiddush Hashem. You know, Daniel ran away. Why didn't they run away? He made a Kavachimer from the Tzfardim, from the frog that we have in this week's parasha. The frogs didn't have to jump into the ovens. They could have gone into the beds. Akash Borchan said, you go into the oven. And they chose, some of them, to jump into the oven. Therefore, Hanayim Shalom Azariah said, let's do that as well. We're Metzuvah on Kiddush Hashem. Let's be Mekad Hashem. The Balatun brings that the frogs that jumped into the oven, they were actually saved. They were the only frogs that got, got to live because they were Kaddish Shem Or, the Gemara tells us that Taidas, he supported Tamid HaChamim, and somebody that supports Tamid HaChamim, Zoycha V'yoshev B'yeshiva Shomalah, B'zoycha to sit up there in the highest of the high. Says the Mishnah, that everybody has the Minigamachim when it comes to a candle on Yom Kippur. If you light a candle on Yom Kippur, you can light it at home. If not, your Minig is not to, you don't. But everybody agrees that you light in a shul, in a base medrash, in a dark alley, and above the sick. And the Gemara tells us, The Mandama that says you light a candle at home, and the Mandama that says you don't light a candle at home, they're both saying the same exact thing. It's to prevent the Isser with one's wife. Some say it's better with a candle, some say it's better without a candle, but it's for the same idea. Shmuel says you don't make a bracha, because we say that's when fire was created. And there was a Zakin, an elder, who agreed to this. And usually Taisa says the elder is referring to Eliyahu Anavi. And he also said, this elder, that Rabbi Yechon also agreed to this. Now the Gemara tells us a story. Ula was on a donkey. To the right of him you had Rabbi Abba. To the left of him you had Rabbi Rabbi Chana. And Rabbi Abba says to both of them, to Ula and Rabbi Rabbi Chana, is it true that you said that in the name of Rabbi Yechon? And Ula was very upset. He turned to Rabbi Rabbi Chana and he said, are you the one, like he, he didn't say it, but he looked at him in anger. And Rabbi Yochanan said, no, no, I never said that. What I said is, I heard that they said in front of Rabbi Yochanan that according to everybody, you light a candle for Shabbos on Yom Kippur, the covet Shabbos. And Rabbi Yochanan says, but Chacham say it's also. And Ula said, okay, if that's the case, I agree with you. Have a wonderful day.